Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behavior, sleep, and more. As we keep being told, we are living in unprecedented times. But knowing this and managing our anxiety around what's happening can feel completely unrelated. When lockdown first started, I thought, my kids are all right. I thought I was all right. We all quite like the impact slowing down has had on our family. There's more time to hang out, to take things easy. But as social isolation stretches on, I'm seeing the lockdown impact them and people around me in ways I hadn't anticipated. Anxiety is sometimes a feeling that's difficult to pin down, but it can seep through your whole life. Tammy Kirkness is the author of the Panic Button book for kids. She's also got a book of the same title without the kids for adults. Hi, Tammy. How are you? (laughs) Hey, Siobhan. I'm great. Thank you. So you're a life coach and a wellness expert. How did you come to write a handbook on anxiety? Uh, I have anxiety myself and it was in a awful space of a panic attack where my husband was standing there and didn't quite know how to help or how to jump in that later on I wished that another version of me was standing there to go, ah, Tammy, I recognise this. This has happened before. No problems. Let's do ABC. And so I put together a little little handbook for myself and was using it for a year. I used it with lots of my clients and it worked so well that I wanted to get it out to a broader audience. Brilliant. So it's it's a strange time we're living through at the moment and people have very clear reasons to be anxious but so much is out of our control. How can adults manage this kind of anxious uncertainty so that we can be stable for our kids? Uh, It's such a weird time at the moment and it's worth understanding that there's two types of anxiety. So they're referred to as state-based anxiety and trait-based anxiety. So A trait-based anxiety is when we're always feeling a little bit wobbly and worried and anxious and uh, state-based is based on something going on around us, so the situation, and it depends if it's always been lurking around and it's been exacerbated by the stressful surroundings or if we were doing fine and then all of a sudden with the onset of the lack of control and everything surrounding lockdowns and COVID has preempted and pushed that anxiety up and out through us. What can we do with those? It doesn't matter where it started. We basically need to work on our own emotional processing capacity and our ability to be resilient, go with the flow and bounce back as best as we can, even though there's a lot of craziness going on out there at the moment. And I know that the handbook is for kids and we'll talk about kids in a minute. But like I said in the introduction, you can know that we're living in unprecedented times and that it's completely normal to feel a bit weird. That doesn't always calm the farm though, does it? Because it's... (laughs) No. Do you know what I mean? Like I think, oh, I... (laughs) I know that this is weird. I know that it's not normal to be feeling 
like to be in lockdown and, and not to be able to see people or work or all those things. But then how do you sort of, can you rationalise anxiety away or is it through other means that we learn to kind of get on top of those weird feelings? So as parents, as of young people around us, it's really important to feel uh, stable and grounded in our own being before we can reach out and help those around us. And one of the techniques that is really helpful and nurturing to do is referred to as something called the acknowledgement statement. And this is where we essentially acknowledge what's happening how we feel about it, and then what we want to move on and back to. So it might look something like what I would like to say is there's just been another lockdown announced. The emotions associated with that are frustration, disappointment, curiosity, rage, etc. But I'm willing to put that to the side so I can focus on putting away all of the toys and getting my kids into bed. You breathe in and you breathe out. And using something like that to really acknowledge your own emotions allows for greater emotional processing so we can be there as parents and for ourselves. So that requires a certain level of articulation and we were talking about adults. The thing that I'm kind of noticing, particularly with my kids, is that they don't seem to be afraid of COVID. They're not talking Mm. about... They're not worried about whether, you know, some children are overtly anxious about things like this and might be expressing their fears and worries to their parents, whereas my kids are pretty happy-go-lucky. However, um, my daughter is having nightmares every night. She's nine. My son is having meltdowns when things don't go his way a little bit more than usual. Um, Yeah. So how can we help our children articulate their fears when they're probably not even aware that this underlying anxiety is affecting them. You know, one of the greatest antidotes to stress is play. And sometimes we overcomplicate things as adults. And one of the greatest things to do is really ramp up the the play factor for our kids. So that's one of the first things. Depending upon their age, yes, they can find greater vocabulary for their emotions as they grow up. But for the real littlies, you can use a bunch of faces that have all the different emotions on them. You'll find one in the book. And before they can read, they can understand what a look of fright is or feeling scared or feeling worried. They they understand what a face of sadness or happiness is. And so you can ask them and say, look, which one of these do you feel right now? And then you can use that to prompt a discussion of, well, where do you feel that in your body? Oh, does it feel funny in your tummy? Or does your head feel a little bit heavy? Hmm, okay. What do you think might make you feel better? And, you know, having that kind of conversation is a great place to start and knowing that they they might not be able to have that easily. But the more that we do it and keep coming back to it, it helps build that vocabulary and helps them in continued ongoing tricky situations like the one that we find ourselves in. And I did just then talk about the kids that might seem like they're going okay, but are are maybe showing other types of behaviours that parents are thinking, hmm, maybe this is affecting them. But then, of course, there are children who feel things very deeply, who Mm. 
might catch just five minutes of the news and then it keeps them awake all night. Um, how do we talk to those kids about the fears surrounding something like the coronavirus pandemic and lockdowns? So one of the things that's really important to do is to give us, give them as many facts as you possibly can that you know yourself to debunk any of those fears. Another thing is to talk about who the helpers are in the situation. So it's not saying everything's fine, there's no problems. It's saying, yeah, things are a little bit scary and I'm scared too. Who are the people who are doing a really amazing job right now? And you can have those conversations about nurses, doctors, supermarket workers, delivery drivers, you know, how are they helping our family? What amazing work are they doing out there? Uh, you can also explain that when they see things on TV, if it's a replay, it doesn't mean the same thing is happening over and over again. That can be quite confusing for kids. Every time they see the TV on, they go, oh, another another event has happened again. Actually, it's still the same as what we watched before and explaining that can be a really important thing too. So while my kids miss their friends, most mm. children love being at home with their parents, young kids. I'm not talking teenagers. We all know teenagers <laughs> want to get as far away from you as possible. But when they're little, when they're small, actually being at home is often their favourite place. Yeah. What about those kids that actually love, love, love not having to go to daycare or to kindergarten because lockdown will be over at some point. I mean, how do we help those kids reintegrate back into normal life? Is there anything we can do now or is it something we'll just have to wait and address when it happens? Yeah, one of the things that can be really helpful is to do a little bit of role play with them. So when it does come time to go back to school or daycare is to say, okay, let's let's imagine what it's going to be like going to school or daycare on our first day. What do you think you're going to wear? Where are we going to be standing? Hmm, what are some of the things that are going to help you? How about we learn a secret handshake or we practice giving each other a kiss on both cheeks. And you, you create this little narrative and this little role play that you can practice in the lead up to them returning to wherever they're returning to. And then you tweak it as time goes on. And then when the day comes, there's a sense of familiarity. Oh, that's right. We're going to do our secret handshake and we're going to kiss on each cheek twice or whatever it is and they've had a bit of practice at it so that can help in the lead up and also keeping the conversation going that at some point you are going to go back to school what are what are some of the things that you enjoy about school and you know pulling in a little bit of gratitude to remind them that actually there are some things that they do enjoy about about daycare or school that they don't have at home Yes, I, I know that I am very grateful for those things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I bet. <laughs> <laughs> when they exist. Tammy, <laughs> thank you so much for your time today. It's, it's been a real pleasure talking to you. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Siobhan.
That's Tammy Kirkness. She's the author of The Panic Button Book for Kids. As I mentioned, there's also The Panic Button Book, which is for adults, um, and we'll put links to where you can find these books in the notes of this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.